You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We are finishing up our cyberpunk week. We're talking about Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, and Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, and who would win in a fight between the two? That's right, folks. Let's get ready to rumble! That'll be the throwdown of the future Irishman. See... <laughs> Oh, that's right, because no matter what happens in the future, the Irish will do stick. <laughs> oh, but uh this is I'm excited for this one. I I I, I gotta say I'm I'm super excited that you put this hookup with this crossover led to Cyberpunk. Because I didn't realize how much I missed the characters. As I talked about when we did Spider-Man 2099, I was just so crushed that I had his first appearance and somebody stole it from me that I just didn't deal with the character until you know he popped up in uh and slots spider-man run and then batman beyond you know i i i remember watching the show as, as we were talking about last episode you know it's like oh wow that there's you know like i missed the ending i didn't watch batman return of the joker and you know i didn't get to discover him again until uh future's end when he popped up there and so just been super exciting to revisit these two. Um, I spent way too much money buying their action figures, but they sit on my shelf and I love it. I think it's great. Um, I, I, this has been fun. This is definitely a trip down nostalgia lane. It's great connecting with two old friends. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's awesome. You're absolutely correct. Um, getting to talk about these characters, though I didn't have as much history with spider-man 2099 uh as i would like i'm i i am looking forward to looking more into him as a character especially after that teaser at the end of spider-man into the spider-verse animated movie um one of the things i i i did want to say is that yes this is a crossover event between the certain pov podcast network and the lore party podcast network with the geekly media network so uh, if you want to hear more about cyberpunk and how it has entered into all of our different mediums of pop culture, check out those networks on whatever podcatcher you use or check out their social media. So you can, uh, d- get, get a better idea of why, po- why cyber cyberpunk is so cool, but let's get into it. Let's get into the, the spinner rack before we get into the, the battle to settle the future. So before we can get there, we're here now. And here now is comic book day. <laughs> or comic book days. Days. That's right. Yeah. Number 15 is a Tuesday. So DC will be releasing their books. And exclusively, they will be getting Aquaman issue 66. 
Um, this is part of the Endless Winter crossover series. I love this cover. Um, I believe it's Mike McCone art, so it's definitely fun. And I love the fact that these crazy lava monsters are attacking. And we have the uh, Momoa-style Aquaman and Mera. And beautiful little Aqua Baby. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to touch the lava people. I just I love how it's like Aquaman. You've already lost a kid. I think you need to be like, no, we're gonna do a little bit better this time. But I just <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the craziness of having a child in that situation. I definitely, if you are going to check out Endless <clears throat> um, Winter, that is part of the storyline. A Batgirl issue fifty, beginning a second print, and this is as I like to call it on the path to the Urkel. This is why I need to be working for D making trade paperbacks. Um, so anyways, there is a lot of talk about changes coming to Barbara Gordon, and she will become the Oracle. And I love this cover. Um, I wish I could figure out who the artist is, but I just love it. It's three color, and I just love its simplicity and how much depth that it gives to the image. If you collect cover art, I would definitely say pick up the second print. And if you missed out the first time wondering how Barbara Gordon's Batgirl run ended, definitely pick this up as it tied into the Joker War. It looks a little uh, issue. It looks a little, it looks a little Tim Saley, doesn't it? Or is it not Tim Sale? Yeah. Tim. It definitely has uh, that 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 vibe. Um the very I don't mean this in a wing, but that cartoony physicality to the body. I don't know. I guess I'm, I love that. Just that simplicity of color of color, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's funny. It's wintertime and it, it definitely screams fall to me. I don't know. <laughs> but we also have a uh, Batman issue one Oh five. And this is going to be big because ghost maker and town hunter are probably going to get ready to uh, come into a crossover here. I believe they are both not on the same side, so it's going to be inter- interesting to see um, gets to be the more annoying new character in the current Batman books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman City of Bane will be collected in one trade paperback, so if you wanted to get that complete story arc instead of the two trades that it originally was released at, definitely pick those up. Batman's Grave comes to a conclusion. It's been a year. Yes, it has been a year. But the uh, 12-issue maxi-series by Brian Hitch and um, Warren Ellis has finally come to a conclusion. Um, this is an interesting one because it's definitely not constrained to continuity, but it's going to obviously have an impact. So the question is, will that impact matter? Um, I definitely say, you know, if you're looking for a great solo Batman story, definitely pick it up. Uh, how it's going to stand in terms of continuity. I'd say wait till March and see what the heck happens at DC. <laughs> uh, Catwoman issue 28 will be out continuing her series. And then Dark Knight's Death Metal part six is out. This is the crisis was happening but this is definitely one of the big books uh scott snyder has talked about you know some major changes coming so definitely pick this up i'm super hyped because art germ uh, he does these beautiful 
covers these these character covers and he usually typically does female characters but he's going to do a a mr miracle one and i'm just super hyped to get that cover i think that's going to be a uh, really neat variant and i love the fact that uh, mr miracle's got these very barbarian shoulder pads rocking on his costumes that's going to be pretty exciting so i'm super excited to see a big fight dc universe against the darkest night is going to win. Oh, the darkest night is going to, of course, it's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to destroy the DC universe. And then issue seven is going to be the fallout from it. <laughs> Spoilers, but it's speculation. Um, Green Lantern season two, issue 10 will be out. And this continues the crazy adventures of Hal Jordan trapped inside the mind at Morrison. Uh, Hal Jordan is fighting his own crisis right now because Grant Morrison is just taking on a war of the multiverse. I think that's even too all of an idea, but he's been having, yeah, it's the ultra war. Wow. So our Hal Jordan and the earth 11, Carol Jordan will be going up against Al Ferris and our Carol Ferris. I said that right. <laughs> the uh, gender swap universes will be coming to a head in a fight. And we are going to see how Ultra War begins. That'll be just in time as that'll lead to the conclusion of Green Lantern Season 2. Uh, we will also be getting Injustice Gods Among Us Omnibus Volume 2. Oh, Injustice Gods Among Us has been amazing. Tom Taylor really just pulled out all the stops and created beautiful universe that was fantastic based off the ideas of the Injustice video game. Uh, that series has been collected in so many different ways as solo trade paperbacks, as year trade paperbacks, hardcover editions and all that. So if you want to buy the Omnibus collection, you'll only need two books and that'll contain the bulk of the series. It won't be the complete thing though because there is still the uh, Injustice Odds Among Us Year Zero story that is currently going on. By the way, I guess I don't really give that as much hype because it's one of the digital comics and I just realized I forget about those, so I'm so sorry. Definitely go check that out. It's attacking the JSA so it's pretty wild stuff uh, we have Justice League issue 58 that will be coming at us as part of the Endless Winter crossover as well so if you want to see the Justice League in parkas doing their best to fight everybody definitely check it out uh, it's got a beautiful Francis Maniple cover and as you can see in the background there you get to see a nice little snugly warm Batman in his white costume with goggles which I find hilarious because everybody else is just toughing it out in the cold. <laughs> uh, well, let's I see. Mean, we also have. I, I mean, Wonder Woman and, and Superman don't feel we the also cold. Need, oh. Wonder Woman. And, and then you have Green Lantern. It's true. So I guess you could say. Yeah, Green Lantern has uh, the aura that protects him. I would assume the Speed Force also protects Barry. So Superman's the only one that has to wear specialty clothing. Long, long jong underwear. I just feel like this is it, it, go back to Watchmen, and, and you know at the end when they have to go fight Ozzy uh, <laughs> Mandis, and then the owl actually has like a, his own winter costume. I feel like somebody has just been dying to do a design like that for Batman and oh, man, 
know, like, let's do this. And, and there it is. There's Arctic chill Batman. <laughs> let's see. We'll move it along. We've got Nightwing issue 77. This is the last issue before we go to the future's end. So if you want to see how Dick Grayson wraps up his life, definitely check this one out. You mean future state. Shaq issue. Yes, there we go. Future state. I don't know why all the time so let me uh, but definitely check it out oh go ahead let me ask you about uh nightwing because i it's been a while since i read and i know that he is back to be you know dick grayson's back to being nightwing did we ever get a conclusion to that story that happened right before he decided to become rick grayson or oh, are you talking about when he teamed up with bruce uh I don't think it was him teaming up with Bruce. It was him when he had to do that crazy like bike race and he needed to get to oh. it. Yeah. That was just one of those like, honestly, that was a filler arc. Um, yeah, like that story concludes. It's just like, it, it's like, or what is it? Um, Avengers uh, Endgame. And I always think of when... Um, Ancient one is talking to the Hulk, and she's like, "Oh well, the the timeline will exit, dude, 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 dude." And then Banner is just like, "Oh well, we could make a neat little circle and bring it right back, and it'll be like nothing happened." <laughs> that's essentially what that story was. <laughs> that's essentially what it became too. <laughs> okay, well there you go. I just I because I just remember it was like a whole like he needed to get to a certain thing or else a person a person was about to die and then all of a sudden he was Rick Grayson and we didn't need to worry about that person dying anymore. <laughs> I'm sure he made it to where he needed to go because you're right. Wasn't that the one that had that uh, motorcycle with the two front wheels? I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, for the sake of happiness, yes, did make it. <laughs> sure. Cool. <laughs> Let's see, moving along. Uh, Rorschach, issue three is out. Uh, this is Tom King and Jorge Fornes visiting the world of Watchmen. I've been re reviewing this uh, exclusively for AIPT Comics. I have to say, because I, I don't get to talk about my thoughts that often, um, I, I, this is the greatest dazzle-dazzle fake-em-out ever. Because the Watchmen are not in this book. <laughs> like, everybody's so excited and they're like, oh man, it's Rorschach. It's not Rorschach. It's Ditko got bullied, essentially beat up one of his neighbors, and then might have tried to kill President Robert Redford. <laughs> not lying. This is what happened. So, whether or not. Um, uh, Rorschach comes back to the book, or what was it, Kovacs, uh, Harry Kovacs? Mm -hmm. Get a secret. But yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's a beautiful book. Like Jorge Fornes, that guy could draw the phone book, and I would read the hell out of it. It is beautiful art. Um, the story, it's like, you know, and I'm not trying to bag this because, like I said in my first issue review, this is going to be a long game story. Like. If you can't wait, then just you know forget about it and buy the eventual trade hardcover. But if you want a mystery and you want to try to solve it, definitely check this thing. I uh, I, I I need to go buy a bigger chalkboard. I think figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Then we've got Superman issue twenty eight. Um, 
if I remember correctly, yep, this is it. This is the last issue of Superman by Brian Michael Bendis. So the era has come to a con. Um, I felt so sad. I was on Facebook a couple days ago, and I'm in one of the Superman groups. And of course, they took the classic Superman flexing and breaking chains, right? Mm-hmm. And then they just said, mm-hmm. "I finally escaped Bendis." <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> I mean, I, I got to give the guy credit. He tried, and he did a pretty good story, but I, I mean, I left the book. I love comic. I, I don't know. Uh, it's a shame because Ivan Reyes and Joe Prado, they do beautiful work. Like, you'll remember them from Blackest Night. Um, they just draw iconic-looking superheroes. The art was not strong enough to keep the story I could care less about. Um I think the thing is, it's great that Superman can do all these things for the universe. But we really need Superman giving Earth, especially right now. We need Superman on the ground inspiring us to be better. And I just was not getting that feel from the books. I wish Brian Michael Bendis the best of luck wherever he goes next. Hope he does some amazing stuff. And I wish the best of luck to whoever's going to take over Superman. Um, I have a bet. I think it's going to be Mark Wade. Would love to finally get to see a super fan beyond Superman. That would be awesome. Let's see. And speaking of scary stuff, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Crisis on Infinite Earth. That's right. Steve Orlando, Mike Perkins, and David Marquez are going to go back to the classic Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline and make it evil. Um, I am very intrigued by this cover because I have a Jay Garrick on the ground, maybe dead, maybe passed out, and then an Alan Scott raising up a flaming sword in honor to someone else. Who is this character? Well, whoever has X boots above them, that's who it is. <laughs> very curious, but I kind of, I don't know, it just popped into my mind right now. Maybe that's Vandal Savage? Oh, do you vibe now that i've said that do you feel that maybe uh, i don't know if i get a vandal savage feel from that I, you know i but okay. i don't know i don't know who who that could possibly be i mean it would make sense uh, with am, alan I scott am. because alan scott and vandal savage have a long like history ah I am, I am just very curious to see what's going to happen there, but uh, let's see if we can get any clues from the solicit. It says, when the anti-monitor's deadly grudge match with the, multi- with the multiverse was finally foiled, there was only one Earth left. But which Earth? That was crucial to what would happen next. At one time, Earth-1 Superman stopped the Superman of Earth-2 from going into final battle. Then the dark multiverse, it's Jor-El of Earth-2 who survives, the landscape for all that follows. And Surtur, okay, that's probably when Surtur comes looking to crush all life, beleaguered heroes jump into their next big battle, jumping from one crisis to the next. Will the last days of the Justice Society of America play out differently if Green Lantern Alan Scott steps into the darkness? So who's Surtur? Surtur, so he is he's one of those. The demonic-looking character, they usually draw him big style, like he's always larger-than-life, kind of Galactus style. Um, I know I've seen him, like you've probably seen him in a couple Superman comics. 
doesn't get much action. I want to say he's probably like how they always had that threat of Ragnarok for when gods come to an end. Mm. Um, kind of played that with the JSA, like their last story. It's called Ragnarok. So I feel like it, it kind of has a little bit like Norse mythology. I'm intrigued. Um, I, you know, I, I enjoy these. I mean, that's why we do this show. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to do in that, uh, that scope of items. Uh, but let's see, moving along, we have the Teen Titans Endless Winter special. So Endless Winters continues on, and this time it finally crashes over to the Teen Titans. You get to see Beast Boy, Wallace West, Anna Troy, um, what do we got? Roundhouse, Rush, and Red Arrow go up against the Endless Winter themselves and see what they can do in the... And I think, yeah, oh, and one last item. And this is kind of a neat one. Um, I'm curious to know what they will do for it. But V for Vendetta is getting the Black Label Edition treatment. They will be releasing that classic story by Alan Moore um, in a new updated print edition. So the extra features will it have? I don't know. But I definitely would say it's worth a read. Um, the movie wasn't too bad. It was pretty enjoyable. The comic, I definitely got a little bit more uh, in more meat off the bone in that. <clears throat> That's going to be coming from D Comics. Uh, now, Wednesday, December 16th, all the other comic book companies will be releasing their stuff. And some of the highlights from uh, Boom Studios, I would recommend go track down Power Rangers number two. Uh, right now, the Power Rangers recently have gained a new Green Ranger, and it's not Tommy. Who could it be? That's going to be interesting. And I think the final review will be uh, in the green, or sorry, in the Power Rangers uh, issue three. So definitely check that one out. We also have from ADW, we've got Marvel Action Avengers number 12. So if you definitely want to get some insight the animated stuff pick up that because the animated books right now are being produced by IDW instead of Marvel which is so weird but kind of interesting um, over at Image Comics if you want to help Alan sorry um, this is terrible Kirkman, what's his first name Robert <laughs> Robert there we go <laughs> if you want to help Robert Kirkman buy a swimming pool for his helicopter. <laughs> Definitely go buy Walking Dead Deluxe number five. Uh, this is the Walking Dead series printed in color. I make fun, but I also have to put egg on my face. I'm buying them. <laughs> I got it. Surprisingly, the color is, I think it's probably the nostalgia of revisiting the world is more exciting for, uh, than the color updates, but it is neat to go back and see when he was a badass instead of oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right and now the big contender over at marvel comics black cat number one is out this will be a crossover in black story arc uh catwoman has been doing amazing so of course marvel is like hey we have a catwoman ourselves she is going to be blowing up very big i know sony's eyeballing any spider characters a movie over so definitely check that out uh captain america issue 26 will be out and this is exciting because there's only two words for the solicit 
Red Hulk. Ooh. Captain America's world has been turned upside down all because Thunderbolt Ross was killed and he was accused of doing the murder. So now he's coming face to face. So is this Ross, a Red Hulk? What is going on? I have to say, Teneste Coates is Captain America series beautiful. It has been fantastic. This is just like right now, Rafa and I are doing the Batman Captain America uh, read through, and Captain America was great under Ed Brubaker. This feels like the perfect companion piece to uh, keep reading. I would definitely say pick that series up. Uh, we also, and speaking of Ed Brubaker, Captain America Winter Soldier, the complete collection trade paperback will be out. So if you want to find that classic page, we see the Winter Soldier look at Steve Rogers and say, who the hell is Bucky? <laughs> That's the story right there. So definitely pick that up if you want to get those uh, beautiful comics that inspired probably the best. This might, this might anger Mitch. We'll find out. The best Marvel Cinematic Universe movie out there. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Right. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> that, is, that is incorrect. Captain America Civil War is the best MCU movie yes. out there. I'm getting fact-checked by this guy. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, Deadpool number nine will be out. Fantastic 427. Immortal Hulk number 41 will be out. Iron Man number four. For Cantwell has been doing really cool stuff. So I would definitely say jump on if you want to see amazing Iron Man run. This is going to be classic. I am not kidding you. Uh, King and Black will have an Immortal Hulk crossover, so definitely pick that up uh, because we're going to see two demonic beasts clash, so that'll be pretty wild to see. Magnificent Miss Marvel will continue, or sorry, Magnificent Miss Marvel number 17 will be out, and this will continue on with the uh, young champions and the young superheroes uh, being, oh, God, what's the crossover called? Arrested or... Um, Oh, it's, um, of course, the solicit doesn't have it. But basically, the young heroes are being told to stand down. So if you want to pick up some of those adventures of Kamala saying no and doing the heroic things, definitely check that out. Marvel Masterworks will be putting their spotlight on Ghost Rider. Uh, The classic Johnny Blaze stories are finally being collected in color. I'm super excited. So probably me and three other people are out there. So for you other two guys, go check this out. But if you want to see some awesome stories, with Ghost Rider up with Jesus to fight the devil. Check this stuff out. Um, It's some crazy psychedelic things, but it's fantastic. Marvel's X will be collected as a trade paperback. So this is supposed to be an attempt to, Marvels, or sorry, not collect, connect Marvels to Earth X. Ooh. Um, so both of those were were the uh, the babies of Alex Ross. So in this story, we finally get to see the last days. Egg came to the Marvel universe and mutated everybody, thus creating the world of Earth X. And in this story, you finally discover the secret identity of Daredevil going to be like wait a second but, but no this was the uh remember in earth x they had that daredevil where he was looked like a devil and he rode that giant motorcycle 
that that's ringing any bells to you. I've never I read Earth. I thought it was a cool character design. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I'd never read Earth Earth X before, so that's that's interesting. I didn't know about that character. Oh yeah. So one thing, because that story just went crazy fast. <laughs> No, they, they at least had like a cool looking Earth X Daredevil design. Um, I remember reading that story and they never told us his identity. Um, I mean, Earth X probably was like, I don't know, late 90s. And we didn't finally get the secret identity till now. So we waited over 20 years to discover who, who the new man without fear who couldn't die was. That was crazy. And there was speculation. Uh, could it be Matt Murdock? Was it Deadpool? You know, because at the time, Deadpool, believe it or not, children, Deadpool was not popular. <laughs> oh, <So, laughs> uh, there was a time where they were like, oh, he, I could, uh, Daredevil. I could tell you right now who it is without reading the book. That. <laughs> it is Frank Castle, obviously. Anytime that there is a, a mystery character, it's going to be Frank Castle from now on. <laughs> There you go. There is a lot of truth to that. You know, I was like, oh, uh, we need an edgy character. Uh, Frank Castle. <laughs> At 8.20.99, it's Frank Castle. <laughs> That's how you poison your imagination, children. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving along. Uh, we have New Mutants issue 14. This will be part of the X of Swords fallout. So Ileana and the rest of the young mutants get to decide what they're going to do as we are entering the post-X of Swords world. The New Mutants will also be getting an Omnibus edition. Uh, this will have an amazing Bill Senkowitz cover. So this was the first time the New Mutants appeared outside of the X-Men stories uh, and their classic original tales by Chris Claremont. This was published in hopes that the New Mutant movie probably would have done good. <laughs> I want to tell you... So if you're a fan of Sorry, I was just going to say that uh, I just wanted to say that I finally got to watch the new Mutants movie and man, was that bad. Like it was X-Men Dark Phoenix bad. Oh, God. (laughs) There you go. I suffered through Earth X. You suffered through new Mutants. (laughs) That's that's such a shame, but it is what it is. But yeah, if you want to get a better version of the New Mutants, definitely go back here. You'll get to see the classic stories by Chris Claremont and Bob McLeod as they took these young kids and threw them in a horrible world of chaos by Charles Xavier. Uh, Savage Avengers issue 16 will be out. So if you want to see some Avengers with Gahones, definitely check this book out. Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black, God, there's a long title. <laughs> Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black, issue uh, two will be out. So this is a alternate world where Peter Parker never gave up the symbiote. And now the King in Black, Noel, has decided to come to Earth earlier. Oh, yeah. And Black Knight's there. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> uh, Peter David is going wild with imagination. Luckily, Greg Land is there to draw it for us. So definitely treat yourself to um, what DC doing Tales of the Dark Multiverse. There's webs of the Marvel Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Makes sense. Taskmaster Part 2 will be out. And obviously, uh, again, had the Black Widow movie come out, we would definitely know more about this character. Uh, but luckily, we are getting a comic book series. And Jed McKay does a great job. 
Uh, so this is interesting because on this cover, we have Hyperion just grabbing Taskmaster by the neck and taking him up there. So uh, who knows what's going to happen with this guy. I uh, love that cover. That I mean, Taskmaster versus Hyperion, that looks so cool. Oh, I'll definitely, I'll try to see if I can track you down one. Cause yeah, that is a, a Superman Batman esque moment. <laughs> That's very <laughs> twisted. Dark. Very twisted. Oh, let's see. What else do we have? And uh U.S. agent, the good fight trade paperback will be out. So if you want to get some more insights into the character before the winter and, or sorry, before the Falcon and winter soldier, uh, Disney plus show comes out, definitely check that. A Wolverine Black, White, and Blood will be out. So there is Batman Black and White, and now we get Wolverine Black, White, and Red. He's a killer character. X-Force issue 15 will be out, which continues the X of Swords. And last but not least, this is a story I will always recommend to you. Uh, X-Men God Loves, Man Kills extended cut will be getting a gallery edition. These will be smaller pages um, and it'll also contain the two forward and afterward pages by Chris Claremont. And oh, God, this is going to bug me. I should know that artist. I can't think of his name, and that's such a bummer. But the two, uh, they've actually come back to add some more pages to it. Now, I won't lie to you. The pages are not that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't buy it for that. Buy it for the actual story. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> this will have all the new uh, Celebration variant covers by Marcos Martin. It has a, another interview with Chris Claremont and the artist as well. Uh, there we go. Brent Eric Anderson. Check it out. This to me, if somebody came up and they said, why are X-Men important? Why should I read the X-Men? This is the story I would tell them to read right here. If they did a movie, this is all they need to do because it perfectly sums up what the X-Men are all about. So and that go ahead. So this this is stuff that Claremont and Anderson came in like years after the, the book was published to add in new stuff. And so back in nineteen eighty two, uh Marvel toyed with the idea of doing their own original graphic novels. They went to Chris Claremont and they're like, hey, could you do something X-Men? And so he did this. It was first published in 1982. Um, and it, it got several reprints. Like I want to say the original uh, graphic novel got like seven reprints in its original condition. And then they did a trade paperback style. And then it kind of got shelved. And when X2 came out, there was a lot of hype because that used William Stryker. William Stryker made his first comic book appearance in God Loves, Man Kills. They've been reprinting the hell out of this story ever since latest. <clears throat> I want to say, like, I think they had it timed for 30th or something. Uh, like the, the number doesn't add up to be like a special anniversary edition, but basically they got Eric to come back and draw some extra pages scripted by uh, Claremont. So they've they've put that together to make a brand new edition of this uh, story. So it'll be the original story with like, I think 12 new pages of art that take us back to the world of that story. Okay. 
Uh, so definitely, yeah, check it out. I think it's a beautiful book. I, I, I bought the single issues as they were released. I will probably get suckered into buying this gallery edition myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just the way it happens, right? Oh, yeah. You can't have one copy. You need 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that is what's on your spinner rack, so definitely go out there, shop wisely. Looking for Christmas gifts to give people, there's a certain guy named Chris that loves God, loves man, kills, so uh, hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> That is fair. Uh, all right, let's get into the main event, the future, the fight for the future. Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara versus Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis. I mean, just before we even get into like the two characters duking it out, <laughs> well, I mean, did you have a, pre- a preference between the two characters when you, just as a fan? Well, so I guess, like, I don't know, like, I, I've, I've expressed this with you. I have that, that symmetry. I, like, if DC did it, I want to find the Marvel version. If Marvel did it, I want to find the DC version. So I, I know, like, when they first came out as concepts, I actively went and looked for uh, Spider-Man 2090. Like, like I mentioned before, once it got stolen, I kind of left it alone because I was like, oh, I can't afford to buy it again. So I walked away from the character. Um, Batman Beyond was cool because cartoon shows are free. You know? I mean, as you get to watch it on TV, you didn't have to worry about that. So I definitely followed him, but I didn't pick up his comics uh, because they would do like a comic book series. And I'm just so bummed. I mean, I'm looking at a regular Batman Beyond number one, just like nothing special. That's at least a hundred dollars. Wow. It's insane how fast that book has grown. Um, I didn't really actively pursue him until he came into my scope of DC. I guess I would say if I had to pick between the two, I definitely leaned a little bit more towards Spider-Man 2099 than I did Batman. Be about you. I mean, I, and as I said before, I just did not read enough of Spider-Man 2099, so I don't have that connection to him. Uh, I have the connection to Batman Beyond, to Terry McGinnis, because I got to watch those episodes uh, as a kid, and it was it was great TV. It was Batman, so it felt familiar, but it wasn't, so it was brand new. And it was just, you know, being able to somewhat get in on the ground floor of a of this new character that had this feel of the of of batman you know uh then again that was also it was also great animation it was a continuation of the batman the animated series animation and it was the 90s animated shows you know like we had the x-men 90s animated show we had the spider-man 90s animated show batman the adventures uh or the adventures of batman and then now this so all, all these were great shows. And then I, this also ushered in a new time for Warner Brother or WB Kids, which had what, uh, Static Shock and the Zeta Project, which Zeta Project, I believe, was a direct spinoff from Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And, and you're right. It, it was some cutting edge animation because, I mean, the animated series did some cool stuff. And then Batman Beyond took the ball and ran with it. Um, I don't know if you knew this, the late Darwin Cook actually one of the animator producers on Batman Beyond. So that really helped him to 
back in touch with DC and eventually lead him to doing comic books DC. Which would then give us like a new frontier, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, good. Um, so that's pretty cool because he, Darwin Cook actually, he won one of those tryout contests. You know, they're like, oh, if you think you're an artist, uh, enter this contest and let's see what happens. And sure enough, he entered it and won. And it just, sadly, nothing came of it. And years later, he finds himself as an animator and like, hey, we're doing the show and jumps on it and rest is beautiful, amazing wonder history. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's go over their abilities. Batman Beyond, what what does he have working for him? What does Terry McGinnis have going for him? All right. So if we check it out, the first and obvious thing is the... He's definitely got that, so you, you can definitely say he's got a lot of uh, technology features that he can detect here. He can vision and, and types of things like that. Uh, Terry McGinnis, the self, is a hand-to-hand expert, so he is very solid at uh, fighting. He is great at surveillance, again, being trained by Bruce Wayne. Um, his own ninja-esque ability will definitely be enhanced by the suit so you've got stealth ability um acrobatics weaponry and he's definitely famous for his own uh batarangs that he uses can fly via the suit and he also has his they call it just a batmobile or did they call it something else no he had his own quote-unquote batmobile did he uh, was it a batmobile was it a plane i thought it was a plane wasn't it wasn't the didn't they call it the batwing Maybe they called it the Batwing. I'm not too sure, but I know it's because it's the future. All the cars fly for the most part. True. Whatever the thing was, he he definitely had his own, you know, um, vehicle. Uh, he's definitely a strong tactician. Uh, and then even as I look here at the bat suit, it definitely gives him enhanced strength by a factor of ten. He can lift up to 1,700 pounds. That's going to be important. Remember that number. Um, is his flexibility is increased. Uh, he's got spikes that can expand from the forearm. Uh, the visual assistance education. So he is able to also have somebody else be an extra pair of eyes come in handy in a battle. Um, he'll have enhanced uh, protection so he can take a hit a little bit better. Uh, resistance to heat, electricity, water, and vibration. Again, Upgrade in resistance, not full resistance. Uh, he can go underwater. Disposable batarangs and discs. Got an electric blast. Let's see what else is kind of big here. Talked about the flight. Oh, he's got adhesion. He can definitely cling to walls and ceilings. So that can be important because, as we know, in the future, everything rises up. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Isn't that what they did in the Jetsons? It's like, oh, there's too much pollution. Raise the house another hundred feet. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you've got that. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's just if if it's something you don't like, just ignore it and go further, <laughs> go higher up. <Yep. laughs> right. Uh, the invisibility. So again, with the stealth, uh, he does have claws. So that'll be awesome. That'll be an upgrade as well. And oh, just in case, the belt buckle is also a buzzsaw. You know, just in case. Just in case. So, yeah, that's what we've got going on for our boy, Terry. 
So over on the Marvel side, we have Miguel O'Hara, and for his abilities, we have a superhuman strength, <laughs> speed, agility, reflexes, durability, and hearing. Uh, I think that the only added bonus there from our our normal Spider-Man, I guess, uh, would be hearing. I don't remember ever hearing about the superhero, the spider he- spider-like hearing that Peter Parker has. <laughs> Um, but I guess that could take the place of a spider sense. I don't know. Uh, as I, well, let me go on. We got enhanced healing and health, enhanced vision, telescopic and night vision, genius level into intelligence, Ooh. uh, talons on his fingers and toes, which en- enable him to wall crawl, a- act as weapons, and can be folded down. Organic webbing instead of uh, from his forearms instead of uh, webbing that he makes, like um. Peter Parker does temporary paralysis venom from Fang. So now I think I feel like that is going to be important in this duel in this uh, fight fight between the two. And he wears an indestructible costume of unstable molecule fabric with airfoil that allows for gliding. So whereas our Batman Beyond can fly, our Spider-Man 2099 can glide. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I mean. Where do you think is the harder place to live? Nuevo New York or Nuevo York or Gotham of 2019? Oh my gosh. I, I would have to say Nueva York because like I remember like looking back at the two because if we go back to it when we were talking about the origin of Terry, he was able to get on a motorcycle and drive. So like you would see people on the road, like, you know, like it felt like things were a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. and the world of uh, Spider-Man 2099 in Nueva York. I just remember everything was gliding, you know, like it, it felt like everything was like thousands of feet there. So I would say his terrain it's got to be worse because, again, if everything rose up, what does that mean for everything that got left below? This is true. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make it make it that much harder. But I mean, it kind of makes me feel like you can sneak around better if there's whole sections of a city below below a certain line that people just don't go. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, where do you come down on on this fight between the two? Ooh, okay, so all right, this is where I gotta I gotta nerd out. So first question is, and I pulled up both of them, are we talking Terry McGinnis from the cartoon? Or are we talking Terry McGinnis from the comics? I would um, I would say ter- Terry McGinnis from the cartoon just because he's the one that we're introduced to first, uh, as well as Miguel O'Hara from the comic book, at least from the original twenty ninety nine comic book. But what what were your thoughts? You know, and I could go either way. Like, I definitely would say like, the comic book Terry is more on my mind because I've been reading some of the recent adventures. But you are right. I mean, this ultimately is Batman Beyond from the cartoon. That's that's who we're going to think of. That's probably the best way to keep it. So in that case, I have to say, I think Terry gets shortchanged cartoon because – he the cartoon is always going to keep him inexperienced you now because you don't want your hero to become Batman because then he's able to like oh well I'm Batman so therefore I win true Terry always kind of like he kind of had that Kyle Rayner thing oh 
like when Ron Mars was writing Kyle Rayner, he always made him, you know, get shortchanged. Then when Grant Morrison took over, he's like, no, dude, this guy's Green Lantern. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I very much felt that relationship in Kinsman, uh, kinsmanship between the two. And it's funny because Kyle is part Irish. Maybe you could say Kyle, uh, in, in my head canon, he could be an uh, ancestor of Terry. Am I going in the right direction with that? <laughs> or Terry could be a descendant of of Kyle, so there's a neat little connection for you. <laughs> I mean, in in the when we when they first came out, sure, but like now that 2019 is here, <laughs> I don't know if uh, ancestor and descendant is is quite right. They could be cousins. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, so. Like I said, I, I just I feel that they they still always put Terry in those situations where he had to prove himself more. So he never really got to gain experience and the confidence of being Batman on. I want to keep that in mind. And also, Terry is a good hero. Terry learned what ignorance would do because of you know his tragic origin. Oh, so he is a true hero. Now, when I look at Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. Even in Miguel's origin, the man was out to do what was best for himself. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe he ever really had that Peter Parker moment where it's like, oh, with great power comes great responsibility. It was more like, yeah, I got to try to cure myself. I got to stay alive. So I think Miguel chooses to be a good guy. If the you know if the poop hits the fan, he's gonna do what it takes to serve. But I think he's gonna be a little bit more lethal, and Terry would be. When it all comes down to it, I go with Miguel O'Hara. I think Miguel eats man beyond. Um, another thing that I could throw at you because they are both. Well, I know for sure Miguel is definitely very intelligent. I was a geneticist. And with him being even further in the future than Batman Beyond, I think that he might even have a way to shut down the suit or even take over it. Wow. That definitely puts Terry at another disadvantage. What about you? How, how do you go? So I look at it. I mean, I, I think you hit a lot of the similar points that I uh, would have hit. Um, I think the issue is even with, Terry McGinnis having the ultimate superpower of Batman's Bruce Wayne's money uh, <laughs> and all that tech to go behind it. He doesn't have any powers. Like, I don't know if Miguel O'Hara actually no. has any. Well, yeah. he does. He does enhance strength and stuff like that. It doesn't come from a suit. It's, it's all from uh, his being half of a spider, right? Like half of his DNA is, is that of spider. So he actually has, Human mutant. Yeah, he's a human mutant. He has he has uh he has powers. So I think when it comes down to it, you that's where you where you go. Now take into account that he also has a indestructible suit. He has uh he has fangs that have uh paralyzing venom, and he has talons that can bust into concrete so that he can wall crawl. 
I believe those are all going to be certain uh, weapons that are going to to take out Terry McGinnis. In in it, it might it might only be because he is uh, a not uh, an amateur. You know, he's 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 not an expert in the field of being a superhero yet. Not that Miguel O'Hara is more so, but he has the extra advantage. If that makes sense. Well, he got a chance to grow while Terry didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, that's why that's why I go back to that because I I'll tell you this just for the sake of conversation. If we took the new Terry McGinnis comic book Batman, one that comes from Future's End and is part of the Batman Beyond Rebirth and all that stuff, he wins. Because this is a guy who's literally been to hell and back. Is a he is a well trained soldier. Uh, he's just been through everything. So I he now has that a temper to mm-hmm. start going dark. Like he might not kill or kill Spider Man twenty ninety nine just because he wouldn't kill. But if it came down to it, he would be willing to, you know, definitely be like, "Hey, I'll take you down." Uh, because I think this Batman would be smart enough. Because there was something, and I, I didn't mention that earlier, but. Gail O'Hara, and I remember this in even his first appearance, he has a strong weakness to like light. Oh, uh, that's he, right. His eyes that's are right. photosensitive. So that's why, like, even when they draw him, you know, they, they draw him wearing the glasses and stuff like that. And it's not just because it's cool, it's literally that is something that hurts him. Play with the idea that, you know, spiders don't like light. I could see very of getting a hold of that like he'll probably discover like oh okay you know these unstable molecules that could be something um i feel like he would find a way to pursuit safe by staying out of spider-man's grasp then being able to try to find ways to exploit blindness so i would say that helps him if we go with cartoon terry he loses but comic book terry I think he wins because he finally got to grow up and be a Batman, the sidekick. That's fair. I I I can get behind that. So, uh, we put this out to our social media followers, and on our Twitter, we had two responses. We had Cassidy at Cassidy one two two two. I think Batman would win, but I think it would be pretty close. And I mean, we essentially said that. Like we said that it's going to be a close fight. I think I think you're right if 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 Terry gets a hold of the f- idea that that Spider-Man 2099 has a light sensitivity uh weakness, that's going to play out big for him. So he could definitely use that to his advantage. We also have uh Case Aiken or at Case Aiken, which is uh, our counterpart over at the Certain POV Podcast Network, he says, I love both, but let's be honest here. Batman Beyond is a take on Batman that makes him Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2099 is a novel take on Spider-Man that does really unique things across the board. Love them both, but Miguel O'Hara is the better addition to the comics lore. So if you're going off of the, you know, the better addition to the comics lore as cases, that's another strike for Miguel O'Hara. So... Between the four of us at this point, it's three for Spider-Man 29, one for Batman Beyond. Now, over to our uh, Facebook page, we have Daniel Barroso, who's part of the Geekly Media uh, family. Uh, He says Batman Beyond. So now we're back to, what, three and two. 
Yeah, three, two. Um, John Camarena, who is also part of the Geekly Media Net family, he says Terry. So once again, Batman Beyond, three, three. Unak Frank. Don't know if I said that name right, and I'm sorry if I messed it up, but he goes Spidey. So we're going back one up for uh, Miguel O'Hara. And then Omar Cruz says Miguel for the win. So then we're, what, to five and three? Uh, yeah, five, three, yeah. Last one comes, and I don't know if this is a serious answer or not, but Eric Figueroa said Eric for the win. Now, this could just be him saying his own name, but he forgot the K, or he's relating Eric from Boy Meets World, who was played by Will Friedle, who also did the voice of Terry McGinnis, <laughs> and <laughs> thus he's saying Batman Beyond wins. So then we go... Uh, five for Miguel, five for Miguel, four for, for Terry, which still has Miguel O'Hara winning in the end. <laughs> now, because of that thought process, I, all I can see is Mr. Feeney, old man, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. I think that would have been great. I mean, to watch that animated series with, uh, Bruce Wayne talking with the voice of Kit the car. <laughs> like, yes, I'm for that. Right? <laughs> oh my God, this gets even better as we keep talking through. <laughs> <laughs> now, in true comic book fashion of any time a superhero fights yet superhero another superhero, fights, yeah. uh, who is going to be the actual villains that the two superheroes stop their fight for to go and and fight off against like they're like wait a second are wait you're not the bad guy those guys are the bad guys we have to go fight them so (laughs) so this my first response is corporate america (laughs) (laughs) just because what is it it's alchemex for spider-man and it's uh ours wayne for batman right you've got both of those that would basically be why they they have to do what they need to do um and then I'm going to take it a step further. As why does corporate America become evil? It's all because the government lets it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry and, and Miguel just go off to fight the government. Good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is how you win, folks. This is how you truly win. This is how um, you win. Yeah, no, it's got to come down to, I would probably, I, I definitely like Ter, uh, Derek Powers, uh, AKA Blight. I think he would be a good one to kind of like, Maybe just in pure science fiction, uh, he's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, you know, creates a portal and he just says, I can't beat um, beat Batman, but I can get rid of him. So he winds up creating the portal that goes between the two universes. So he throws Batman Beyond away. And of course, when Batman Beyond shows up, he got to meet somebody who's like, oh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man 2099. He's bad guy well i'm gonna think who would be the good spidey villain to tricking batman beyond into fighting him uh, so let me see here i i it, it it makes i guess honestly i would just have to go with alchemex i'm trying to remember who their uh their leader was see tyler stone that's these guys really have douchey names <laughs> um no offense to all the tylers out there the tyler stones <laughs> i would just out there. say I would say Tyler Stone ends up running into Batman Beyond and he's like, oh, yeah, we're a great company and we can sit home except for this corporate terrorist 
uh, Spider-Man. He keeps attacking us. So that's that's how I played in my head. I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, it says Tyler Stone affiliations are Alchemix Board of Directors, The Fist, formerly Black Cabinet. Does he have an alias? No, he doesn't. So he doesn't have a uh, bad guy persona other than just being, you know, corporate sleazebag. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like it. So he's, you have. He's. he's, uh, he's uh, what were you going to say? I just said, yeah, he's he's just that evil. He doesn't have to hide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have. Um, uh, Derek Powers versus, or not versus, but teaming yeah, up with Tyler Stone, and the two of them are just going to be like Alchemex Wayne Powers. Uh, it could be a great company, but then of course they'll end up turning on each other because they're both greedy asses. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the end, Blight would be the ultimate winner because he does have power, so he will decide to nuke Tyler Stone. And that's when we'll discover that even radioactivity cannot defeat the horrible hairpiece that Tyler Storm probably wears. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, folks. That is Spider-Man 2099 versus Batman Beyond. Unfortunately, Terry, uh, you just don't make it. You don't cut it. We give it to the Spider-Man of 2099. But we, we, we put the caveat in that there is a version of you out there that could definitely pull this off. If you have a different version of how this would have went down, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, where can people find you online? You can definitely find me online as Stuff I Should Stay, Stuff I Should Say, which is a Twitter handle, and should is spelled S-H-U-D. So definitely check me out there if you want to interact. Uh, if you want to check out some of my writings about comic books, head on over to geekleetmedia.com or aiptcomics.com. What I've got to say, and well, let me know what you think. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Then, if you are listening to this as a podcast, please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use so it helps spread the word of our network. And this has been a whole crossover week, crossover edition, special eight pa- 80 page giant having to do with <laughs> Cyberpunk Week. That's right. We have been a crossover event with the Lore Party Network and the Certain POV Network. Please go check them out and their episodes that they did to also include into Cyberpunk Week. All great stuff. And if you have the opportunity, check out certain POVs network and has as they were donating to translifeline.org and see how you too can help if you can. But until next li- but until next time, <laughs> this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.